This is a GRDC podcast. Just how low can they go? And what we're talking about here are canola roots and be prepared to be surprised. Hello, I'm Chris Brown. Research over the past couple of years has shown that early sown, longer season varieties of canola have the potential to perform really well during a dry finish, largely due to their root depth. But there are agronomic issues to consider, especially the impact on deep stored soil moisture that may no longer be available to a following crop. I had the chance to sit down with CSIRO's John Kierkegaard at a research update at Wagga Wagga in southern New South Wales. We began our conversation by recapping the results of some canola trials that John was involved in in those very dry years of 2018 and 2019. So in 2018 and 2019, in both of those years, we had a bit of stored soil moisture from the summer rain. So although both years were sort of decile one in, in that not much rain fell during the season, we did have some stored moisture. And what we've been finding is that we can capitalise on that stored moisture by sowing canola earlier with varieties that will still flower at the right time to miss the heat and frost. And that those earlier sown varieties have deeper roots that can capture that stored moisture late in the season when it's really important for yield. And so I think what the last two years have done has confirmed our observations in the optimised canola profitability project which has been suggesting earlier sown slower maturing varieties do have a yield advantage over later varieties in seasons where you have stored soil moisture and where it turns dry in the spring. Okay, okay. let's go back over a couple of those things. How deep did you find the, the roots to go? Well, we knew brassicas have a reputation for deep roots, but we hadn't really ever followed them to the bottom, if you like. And what we found was canola, a range of varieties were, were growing down at about two centimetres per day from sowing to flowering. Mm. And after flowering, they were slowing to about one, 1 1.2. So that was getting them well down to sort of three to four metres when they were on soils that, you know, have that sort of depth, so. Did that surprise you they got down that far? A little, a little. I, I'd only ever caught to up to two metres before, but I had I had often seen canola roots at the bottom of my core and wondered where they were getting to. I, I had never really thought that, that it made much difference because I think we've been in wetter seasons where we haven't needed that deep water. But as we get drier and we have these dry seasons, that deep stored water is, is gold really in terms of the farming system. And being able to access it late in the season is really allowing some of these long, longer season um, canolas to perform better than we had expected. Mm. So the roots themselves, are substantial roots, were they in, in terms of drawing enough water? Yeah, you certainly get roots, a few roots will sort of charge down very deep and you get roots you know, below a level that you don't see much water uptake because there's only a few roots. But yes, we were getting roots taking up significant water down to around three metres and some, it was often 25 to 30 millimetres of water from down there that these earlier same varieties were capturing over and above what your normal canola was getting. And they were often converting that into you know, up to one tonne of yield. So you're looking at very high water use efficiencies, up to, up to double what you'd expect from a total seasonal water point of view. That deep water is used you know, twice as efficiently, if you like. Right, so one tonne was, was the yield benefit that you were getting? We, we did get that, yeah, from, yeah. from, from about 30 millimetres of extra water. Yeah. Did you also look at the shorter season varieties and how that compared? Yeah, look, the shorter season varieties in very dry seasons, in very wet seasons, the shorter season varieties sown later, you know, in their ideal window, mm. were, were matching these varieties, you know. And I think it's a particular seasons where you've got stored moisture and then you have a dry spring 
gives an advantage to something that gets its roots deeply. And it just so happens that, you know, the last four to five years, we seem to have been getting more of these seasons where the summer rain gives us some stored moisture if we look after it. The springs are becoming, you know, hotter and drier. And so this sort of system has been proving to be the most effective in terms of, you know, yield. Just to cover off on the shorter season varieties, what was the root depth for them? They tend to grow down at about the same rate, but because they're growing for a shorter period of time, they yeah. don't quite get as deep. But they were, they were often uh, down to at least two metres. So, right. you know, very, very deep compared to other crops, you know, like grain legumes, which, are, you know, don't get that deep. So short season canola variety is still a good option sown in the right window, they'll still get roots deeper than cereals and pulses as a general rule. Are there trade-offs with this in terms of drying out that soil profile so far down? Sure. I mean, obviously, you sow one of these early varieties, you know, you capture that soil moisture and you make quite a bit of profit that year. The question then is, you know, what's the legacy of that? And certainly, canola is going to use a lot of water and a lot of nitrogen. And so if you then go into a very dry summer and a very dry autumn, it may require some rethinking about what your crop sequence was going to be yeah. because starting the season with a very with a completely dry profile obviously starts to become risky for some of the options you might have been looking at so what we sort of suggest is to think about crops that maybe are more successful from a later sowing so give yourself a bit of time to capture some soil moisture things like barley or grain legumes which can be sown later with success or, or quicker wheat varieties and so forth so think about changing the sequence and the sowing date one of the other considerations, of course, is how much cover you have. So if you've got a lot of cover, maybe a grain legume is an option because they, you know, they don't tend to produce a lot of cover. If you don't have cover, you may well want to lean towards a barley or a cereal or something that's going to produce more cover and you know, get, yeah. that, get that critical level of cover back up. So, so going forward, you're keeping that soil protected. Mm. So what are the ideal conditions then? I know you mentioned it before, but just repeat, what are those ideal conditions for growing these early season canolas? So it's when you've had a lot of summer fallow rain and stored a lot of soil moisture over the summer. So you're coming into the season knowing you've got a bit of a bank of water at depth. That both gives you an opportunity to sow early, but also the confidence to sow early and uh, with a slower maturing variety. And then, of course, no one knows what the season's going mm. to do, but if the season does turn dry on you, you have set yourself up very well to deal with that with one of these earlier sown varieties. What we've sort of found is by waiting and sowing another variety later, in seasons where the spring turns dry, you know, that's when the, these earlier, deeper rooting varieties will really show their benefit. And on average, we were getting about 0.4 tonne per hectare across, you know, 20 or so trials in yield ranges from one and a half to three and a half tonnes. I mean, we were getting a 0.4 tonne per hectare yield advantage from this earlier sowing system. Yeah. What about application of nitrogen in this scenario? Yeah, so, you know, nitrogen and water, they're always co-limiting. Yeah. Canola is a big user of nitrogen. And so, again, Longer season, earlier sown crops, not only do they use the water, they use the nitrogen. And so some of the things we are sort of showing is that sequencing into these crops with something like, you know, either a grain legume or a brown manure or coming out of pasture or even a fallow, if that's, you know, a covered fallow, if that's possible, all of these options are good because they store both water and nitrogen and then those two resources are available to the canola crop. If you haven't got that opportunity, you've got to be very aware that canola needs about 80 kilos of N per tonne of grain expected and to keep that nitrogen supply there. 
Yeah. At the other end of the season, as you said, make sure you've got good cover and uh, no weeds, etc. Absolutely. I mean, keeping the summer fallow weed free and keeping the soil covered will store, on average, 40 mils of water and 40 kilos of N. So that, that just comes from managing the summer fallow well and it sets the crop up, you know, perfectly. But in your trial, you had a bit, I suppose, a bit of a, a, a problem in, in controlling the canola at the end of a season. It, it remained green and used, kept using the water. Exactly. That can certainly be an issue with some of these winter canolas. So they're, they're actually biennial almost, you know, they yeah. almost want to go a second year. Get, yes. And yeah. so once they've got a very deep root system and you've, you know, you may have harvested them, but a little bit of rain will freshen them up and they will continue to grow. So talk to your local agronomist about you know, a herbicide mix that's going to be effective because they will continue to use that water. Yeah. Some growers I know uh, who have sheep have actually let that growth come and chosen to get a second grazing you know, over the summer. Now that's a, that's a decision that each enterprise has to make based on the cover, based on, you know, based on their enterprise. But um, so, you know, what, what is an advantage to some growers can be yeah. a real negative to, yeah. to others. And if you really don't have stock and you're looking to sort of refill your profile, you've really got to make sure that those winter types, you know, are dead. Okay, terrific. I'm glad you mentioned the stock. What's the role of livestock in that system? Yeah, so the advantage of these earlier sown crops in an Australian system is that generally they produce a lot more biomass early and through the autumn than you really need to get the grain yield potential that's there. And we can graze that biomass off, we've shown this many times, you can, if you have animals in your enterprise, you can graze those crops in the winter, provided you get the animals off at the right time, yeah. you don't have an impact on the grain yield, and so that, that biomass is just contributes to profit really. And even in these last two desperate sort of decile one years, the biomass we've been able to grow through the autumn and winter with these dual purpose crops and graze with fat lamb for example have been the most profitable thing we've done out of all the things we've done so the grazing option the fact that biomass is easy to grow it's the grain that's really tricky and risky yeah. if you've got a system with animals it's a really good option to consider the dual purpose use of both the wheat and the canola in these systems but certainly the canola and the winter canolas really will from a march sowing for example put on a lot of biomass which provides good grazing in the autumn, allows you to get the animals off the pasture, give the pastures a rest, and you know, as a systems innovation, it's, it's extremely profitable. Grazing both canola and wheat opens up some great opportunities. John Kierkegaard from CSIRO, and I'm Chris Brown.